0: Hello there. I'm Dennis Prager. Welcome to my home. It is my home. It is my, it's my. even my fireplace. Well, that would make sense. It can't be somebody else's. See, this is the problem of utterly spontaneous The video casts. You can say something truly silly and you're stuck with it. I'm stuck with it. Anyway, welcome indeed. Uh, just about every week I have these fireside chats with you. This is about number 40, and I'd like to remind you, most of what is said is not dated. So if you like this one, or you like the last one, or you'll like the next one, you'll probably like the previous 38. It's something to think about. There's a, there are a lot of topics I cover, and I, I try to uh, do so in a way that is permanently relevant. So anyway, just inviting you to look at previous ones that have been made. Uh, here at the Prager Home. Great to be with you. I don't normally address things that are right in in, in the uh, I don't open with a commentary. I, I have a radio show for that in case you didn't know and a lot of you don't, especially younger folks, uh, but I am on all over America. I'm on the internet every day for three hours. Or you can go to PragerTopia, and for $5 a month, and I'm not trying to sell you anything, but I didn't want you to think it's free. It's $5 a month, which is pretty close to free. Uh, you get it without commercials. You can listen to the show anytime you want. I talk about everything, but, of course, things that are in the news, I, I, I do. It's talk radio. It's a national show called The Dennis Prager Show. And we have listeners all over the world because it's broadcast uh, on so many venues on the Internet and so on. But the there is a dominant issue at this moment, and it's it's going to fade just as quickly as it erupted. Uh, and it is with regard to the uh, taking children from their parents who come parents who come illegally, and they come with a child, and they're separated if the parent doesn't plead guilty, pleads non-guilty, or asks for amnesty. So they have to have a trial, and they're kept until then. And it's, uh, let me explain something here without getting into the nitty gritty of legislation. There are a few things that need to be, I'd like to give you a big picture on this. First of all, nobody normal likes to see a child even temporarily, and it's always temporary, even temporarily separated from a parent. So there's something particularly uh, cruel and disgusting in charging the Trump administration or anybody who is supportive of its decisions with callousness to children and parents. It's just, it's demagogic, it's irresponsible. Uh, It's uh, those of you who are pro-choice, if you do not like being told you are pro-death, right? Or that you celebrate abortions. People, some people do, but most people are pro-choice and not celebrating abortions. Uh, my, my, my only point is, you don't like to be characterized as evil if you're not. So don't do it to others. Nobody is happy about the situation. Okay, that's it's. It, there are times where your opponent really is advocating evil, right? you, you got to call it. You got to call it what it is. There are times you just differ on what to do. And anyway, this was done prior to the Trump administration, which is a very big part of what I want to talk to you about because we're going through another manufactured hysteria by the uh, by the mainstream media. I have lived through so many hysterias. In my book, Think a Second Time, no, excuse me, uh, that is one of my books, but in my book, Still the Best Hope, about America, about the left, and about uh, Islamism. The, I, I, I think I list 11 hysterias, things that were wildly, hysterically addressed at the time, and they dominated the news just like this has dominated the news about the children taken from parents uh, who have come across the border into the United States illegally. You have no idea how many of these uh, one has lived through. Uh, I, I remember, I mean, the homeless in America which obviously is a tragedy, It's an, and it's not fully soluble, uh, but that's another issue. It was under the Reagan administration, it was the biggest issue. Then when Reagan left office, it stopped being an issue. It was an issue because a Republican was president. When Barack Obama was president and children were taken from parents, you know a lot of the pictures of kids in quote-unquote cages? They're from the Obama administration. But, they, but the media don't tell you that. But now it's a, all of a sudden we're, we have this staggering evil that is permeating the society and people get wrapped up in it and they get freaked out. America's being cruel and so on. I always ask people, what would you like to be done? I'm, I, on all these matters, I would like to know what is your solution? Do you want to let millions of people in illegally or just make them all legal? Yes, by the way, a lot of people would. A lot of people don't believe in national boundaries. The left does not believe in the nation state. That's what they did with the European Union. You enter Spain, you, you, you don't need a passport or anything. You can go anywhere you want in the European Union. They hate borders. America still believes, or at least most Americans still believe in borders. We would like there to be a distinctive thing called America, or specifically the United States of America. We think it's a healthy thing for people to have a national identity. If the national identity is Bulgarian or the national identity is Paraguayan or the national identity is American, it's a healthy thing. There's good nationalism and there's bad nationalism. There's good religion and there's bad religion. There's good secularism and there's bad secularism. Okay, that's the way it works in real life. So, I am for good nationalism, nationalism with, a, with goodness at its center, which to a large extent America has been, with all its terrible flaws, because it's composed of human beings who have terrible flaws. Also there's another element, there's, there are two goods competing here, the good of not separating children and parents, and the good of protecting the border. That's a good too. Now if you don't think that's a good, then there's only one good here, right? then be honest. You're against separating parents and children, no matter what, because you don't give a damn about borders. Hillary Clinton said that. She was recording a speech in Brazil uh, during the campaign, or right before the campaign. I don't remember the year she said it, but it was very recent uh, to her, or very close to her running for president. And she said, you know, I believe in open borders, which is Absolutely true. Liberals believe in borders, but the left, I always draw a distinction between liberal and left, the left does not believe in borders. All right, so let's be honest. But if you believe in borders, I can only address you. If you don't believe in borders, this, this issue is moot. But if you do believe in borders, and you don't believe it is a healthy thing to have unlimited numbers of people come in legally or illegally, unlimited, obviously limited numbers of people coming in legally is a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So there are competing goods here. We need to protect the border. <coughs> and, and at the same time, uh, we have to figure out a way to do it as humanely as possible. Now, by the way, you realize if the parent is caught coming in illegally, they can stay with their child permanently. Just we, we send you back to Mexico because that's the, that's the proximate southern border of the United States. Whether you came from Guatemala, El Salvador, or Honduras, and then, then cross through Mexico. And by the way, if they're seeking asylum, they could have gotten it in Mexico. You know how many people now in the United States are seeking asylum? Came in this country illegally? Six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand. Asylum means that you're being persecuted by your government for your beliefs or your faith, and and you know if you stay there, you you will be hurt or killed. Now, if you are unhappy in the country you're in, or because there's violence in the country you're in, or because your your boyfriend uh, is uh, is violent, you can now seek asylum. But if everybody whose boyfriend or girlfriend, or especially boyfriend, is violent, then a billion people would want to come into the United States to seek asylum. We we can't solve those problems. I believe we can't solve those problems by exporting beautiful moral ideals. That's my My life has been devoted to exporting ideals that will make good societies. And it begins with ethical monotheism, as I explain in many of my writings. A belief that there is a universal God who wants us more than anything else to be good. I know that sounds corny, but if you have a better idea on achieving goodness, I'd like to know what it is. I'm not aware of it. Anyway, that's the story in the United States. We, we would like to protect the border. We can't have 600,000 people seeking asylum because of troubles that they have at home or troubles they have in their home country. For a period of, of a, a small period of time, the child is separated from the parent unless you want to send the child with the parent to a prison. But we don't do that in America. If you're arrested in the United States, we take you from your child. Why would it be different than this? It's illegal to come into the United States illegally. Or would you like to drop that? So you have to think responsibly, not emotionally. And and this has all been emotion, and it's been revved up hysteria, because the press hates the president, but it loved the previous president. So though the previous president did it, there was no hysteria. It was completely quiet. That's that's a uh, that's a big difference. So that's that's in a nutshell what what we're dealing with. I think they'll solve it. I hope they solve it. But by the way, the kids are taken care of. Sometimes they're living better than they did back home. <coughs> Excuse me. They have three square meals. They have uh, they have education. They are taken care of. Sometimes they're with a family that takes care of them, a foster family. They have a video conferencing with their parents. It's not like the parents are taken away forever or, or that they're not in contact regularly is it ideal of course it's not ideal but the parent decided to violate american law in a very serious way what are we supposed to do oh you have a child okay all rules then change so i just wanted to give a perspective there that uh, that is worthy of having also the number of children in this country growing up now without a father when you i mean not 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 temporarily not for 21 days or whatever it is but for life that's, uh, that doesn't seem to trouble the left, who basically don't think you need a father anyway. New York Times had a whole series of, of articles, Are father's necessary, and most of the people in their, in their uh, dialogue said no. It's mind-blowing. Okay? Is that okay? Clear? All right, time for your questions. Don't get wrapped up in, in press hysteria. It's one of the great rules of life. Okay, well, going from the uh, truly significant to the less significant, but nevertheless worthy of a response, Cole 23, Amarillo, Texas, what are your top three cigars? Don't give me brands, let me know what type, size, etc. In a nutshell, my favorite cigars are are non-Cuban, Honduran, and Nicaraguan, and Dominican, and the stronger the better, I love strong cigars and generally oh, about that size N- not not bigger than this ring but uh, like it got it seems to have a little more flavor so darker wrapper and that's the way it works you will be hearing me talk at length uh in, in one of these about uh my reasoning behind smoking a cigar because i have a theory on on almost everything i do so enjoy that Luca. If I pronounce that correctly, L-U-C-C-A, sixteen years old, Lisbon, Portugal. Hi. Why is Nazism seen, thought as more dangerous than communism? You should see the Prager University video that I made. I think it's titled "Why is uh, Why does communism have a worse name? A worse name? Excuse me. Why does Nazism have a worse name than communism? Or do why do people hate Nazism more than communism? I in five minutes, I explain. I give a whole list of answers. that question. One of the answers, and it's not the only one, and it's not the the biggest one, but it's a big one, is ignorance. Sheer, total ignorance of the horrors that communism inflicted on humanity. The, The most genocidal doctrine in history has been communism. In one century, it killed about 100 million civilians. Not talking wartime, not talking soldiers, it's the ignorance is staggering that that people, uh, that people will wear a Che Guevara t-shirt or that a restaurant is called the Mao restaurant. Mao killed between 60 and 80 million Chinese. And remember, that's the ones directly killed because of his policies. We're not talking about the, the, the ruined lives of the, those related to the 60 to 80 million. The catastrophe in his call. Just read about it. The Great Leap Forward anyway one of the 10 books I list on my website demisprager.com as having most influenced me is a is a history of Mao you should read it it's 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 painful to me that the hammer and sickle is not equated with the swastika but if you care about human suffering it ought to be Evan, 15, Republic of Ireland. Hi, Dennis. Do you think cereal is just for breakfast? You know how much I've thought about that subject. This this is the sort of thing that keeps me up at night. Every so often, I will, you know, at 3 a.m., I'll say to my wife, Honey, is uh, cereal just for breakfast? And then she'll say, Oh, no, now I can't sleep. uh, It must happen once a month. Uh, I'm just joshing with you. Uh, I love the question, or I wouldn't have taken it. How could any food be just for breakfast? Any food is fine anytime you want to eat it, as long as it's healthy. Trouble is, cereal's not healthy, because it's filled with sugar. Sugar's bad for you. Sugar's a lot worse for you than cigars. (laughs) That's the irony what it's hard you know i i I haven't had cereal in so many years because i try not to have much sugar but i want to tell you a bowl of cereal is served to good people entering heaven that's how much i love it but it has been so long since i've had it but i i really i i love it i grew up with it 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 was uh it's it's terrific what am i gonna do It's uh, it's a lot more fun than eggs, which is what I do have every morning. Ian, 23, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. What are ways to celebrate the Sabbath that does not involve going to church? Well, I'm glad you asked, and by mentioning church, I assume you're Christian. It's a very interesting uh, dilemma that Christians are facing, and I am well acquainted with Christianity and Christians. And I, if you ask a Christian, if you ask a priest or a minister or a Christian theologian, are Christians obligated to observe the Ten, the Ten Commandments, they'll say yes, but then say, well, what about the commandment to keep the Sabbath? Then the answer is 50-50. I've asked this my whole life of Christian thinkers and leaders, And 50% said we are obligated to the Sabbath and 50% said we're not So that's the first thing but I'll tell you this whether you're obligated or not having one changes your life I I Make the case in in my Ten Commandments videos on the video the five minutes on the Sabbath I strongly suggest that you uh, you watch it and I could tell you that in my life Having a day away from broadcasting, a day away from the news—I don't watch the news, I don't listen to it, I don't listen, I don't watch TV or listen to radio for 24 hours. I, I'm just with friends and or family. It is—it is the day I look forward to every week. You know what? How great it is to have a day you look forward to every week. But I will admit that for me, a Jew, the synagogue experience is part of it. I—I I take that very seriously. I am with uh, folks that I've been with for many years, and we bond, and we have time together to study, to pray. I'm not big on prayer much, but I'm there, and I'm there. I love Bible study. That's my favorite, as you can see in my book, The Rational Bible. But yes, so I think you should go to church. I think that experience with other people is very important. Find one that is meaningful to you, Uh, and also... I would I would argue, to answer your question, what is what do you do if you don't go to church? Well, you'll have to decide. You have to think this through. The, the law is to make one day of the week holy. That means distinct, elevated. You have to figure out what to do. Is going to a football game? Is going to a baseball game? Uh, is that part of a Sabbath experience? I would argue it isn't. Is shopping? I would argue it isn't. I, I, at the very minimum, if you want to take this seriously, and otherwise you wouldn't have asked the question, I would have a Sunday, or Christian, I would have a Sunday lunch or or dinner with people every single week. Don't, don't, don't make it haphazard. It should be maybe just family, maybe just you and one other person, but that should be a part of it. A special meal that day. Open it up with a with a with some sort of benediction. But um, again, I do think the church experience should be part of it, ideally. Okay, Wank, I assume J U A N K twenty eight in the country of Colombia. As Christian teachers, how relevant is teaching sexual education to kids? Well. I've never quite understood this sexual, the whole sex ed thing. I never quite understood. Here's the irony. They, they said, oh, kids don't know. They have to be taught. They have to be taught how to, how to use uh, prophylactics and so on. It's a very interesting thing. Before sex education, there were so many fewer out-of-wedlock births than there are today. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a causality. I'm just saying it hasn't worked it's an amazing thing i don't know why teaching uh sixth graders or eighth graders about uh, condom usage has uh, is a very valuable experience because by, by teaching it you're saying look we understand you're going to do this but maybe we should just teach that maybe certain things are safe for marriage i i, I already i did this at length and an answer to a question i don't think everything should be safe for marriage okay i'm, I'm not that holy I admit it, Uh, but I I think that intercourse is the ultimate bonding of human beings and since there is a great deal of pleasure available that does not include that, uh, I I think that keeping that for marriage is a wonderful ideal. People sin, people are weak, I I acknowledge all of that, but uh, I would teach them values. If you're a Christian educator, I would teach them values, not mechanics. Justin, 24. Where's Justin? We don't know. Somewhere on Earth. Is communism or socialism okay? Yeah, if you're a communist leader or a socialist leader, it's more than okay. It's awesome. You get to control so many people. But for the rest, it's not okay. Communism, as I described earlier, is the most genocidal movement in the history of mankind. So, and, and not just that, it also deprives people of liberty. But if you don't care about liberty or death, it's awesome. Now, uh, socialism. Uh, socialism is okay uh, while you can't afford it. <laughs> but it, uh, it goes bankrupt after a while because socialism is, socialism is essentially a Ponzi scheme. That's all it is. We're going to pay this generation with money that the next generation is putting in and eventually we're going to run out of money. Socialism, here's a rule of life. A rule of life like the sun rises in the east. Socialism spends the money that capitalism creates. Socialism creates no wealth. Socialism spends all the wealth created by capitalism. Anyway, I don't want people depending on the uh, government it's not a healthy thing they should depend on themselves and loved ones community and only finally as a last resort on the state how are we doing folks what's this what's our time factor here yep Jose 38 Los Angeles who has been your favorite guest that you've had on your radio show my favorite guest was my dad every July 18th I had my father on until he died at the age of 96. And he was a great guest. He was like a pro. I mean, if I play, still play him. I play those recordings every July 18th on my show. So any given year, you should tune in and, and listen to that. He, 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 he was funny. He was a character. He was totally comfortable on national radio. Got a big kick out of his son interviewing him. And I guess I would have to say not only was he my favorite guest, a lot of people said. By the way, are you folks hearing my bulldog? I am. But you heard him then. I wish you could see him. It's really a shame, because he would make you laugh. That's my belief. The purpose of dogs is to make you laugh, and we, our dogs do. Anyway, uh, he was uh, he was just a terrific guest. I had my mom on once. She was so nervous. She was so afraid of going on national radio, but she was terrific too when I had her. But a lot of people say, have said to me, did say to me when the years he was on, hey, you know, Dennis, I love your show, and you know what my favorite hour is? And I immediately, I know your favorite hour when my dad is on. They say, that's right. The hour when your dad was on. All right uh danny 25 amsterdam the netherlands or holland expect hollands that means i speak dutch i don't but i know how to say i do what should be perceived as true beauty in a woman well for all intents and purposes if you once you add the word true uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this one. I guess maybe we'll make this one the last one because I got a lot of thoughts on this one. Okay, what is a true beauty in a woman? What's the difference between true beauty in a man and true beauty in a woman? I don't know any difference. A truly beautiful man and a truly beautiful woman are, have a beautiful character, a beautiful heart, a beautiful mind, are, 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 are beautiful in the way they treat people, right? That's what... That, that's. But... Since you added woman, so there's other factors. There's also physical beauty. You you can't deny it. We're we're physical beings. If we were all non-physical beings, or we were all blind, then physical beauty wouldn't matter. But it does. And, And it is a bad idea to tell young girls that it doesn't matter. All that matters is your heart and your mind. And your your career success—it's a terrible idea because it's not true. Why would you lie to your daughter? It, 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 it's 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 a lie. It does—it's not true. Physical beauty matters, and it's not fair. It's not given by God or nature uh, uh, equally. I, I I remember I'll be very very uh, op- open here. I remember in my twenties, I really really was smitten by a woman, but. I didn't find her attractive enough for me to have uh, a male-female bond. I, ha- I found her, but she was so good and smart and everything. And I remember, I, I very rarely cry, <coughs> but I remember I cried alone when I when I, after we broke up on the phone. Uh, thinking i was so i was so i was angry at me at my nature and i was even angry at god why couldn't have you made her more appealing to me she was so terrific but what am i going to do there's nothing i could do i can't talk myself into something that doesn't have a talkable thing in it so it's it you know it's just it's it They knocked out the swimsuit competition and the evening gown competition in the Miss America contest. It's another stupid statement of, oh, looks don't matter. We're just going to see what their hopes and aspirations are. Who's going to tune in for hours to see the hopes and aspirations three-hour program of of, of 50 young women? Would you tune in for the hopes and aspirations of 50 young men? No. No. So uh, it's, it does nobody a service to deny that this matters. And I'll tell you this, one of the great favors that a wife could do for her husband is to try to stay as attractive as she can. And I know this is so politically incorrect. You know what politically incorrect means? There are two definitions. One is that it offends the left. Right? That's, that's, that's a universal characteristic of politically incorrect. The other is it's true that's another definition of the word or the term politically incorrect these are people who hate the truths of life that are painful it's a painful truth I'm not happy to tell it to you but I'm not gonna lie to you that's a very big deal okay and that's the answer so what true beauty true beauty I don't know what the word true beauty means there I well I to the extent that I know I said about what's the difference between true beauty in any in either of the sexes but it's not the only beauty that there is uh, in this world maybe the next world is completely non-material and then it won't matter but in this world it does matter now it's not the only thing that matters. Any man who thinks that is a fool. But any woman who thinks it doesn't matter... I taught young people a lot, many, many years of teaching young people about life, not just any, you know, given subject. I taught at college, but I also taught in a, at, a, at an institute where I taught uh, religion and, and life For a month at a time. So I had college kids and kids from 19 to 23 years old. For four four weeks, they would sleep at this institute. I did that for eight years. I talked to them about everything. And I remember a young woman raised her hand and she said, Well, my view is that if a man really loves me, he'll love me for my heart and my mind. No, he he won't love you for your heart and your mind. He will love your heart and your mind if he really loves you. That is correct. That's not the only thing. And I told her that. And I said, I don't want you to think that because I want you to have a good man in your life. And if you go around thinking that that's all that matters, your heart and your mind, you're fooling yourself. They matter a great deal. But that's not all that matters. Not in this world. Maybe in the next. But we're living in this world. And I I don't want to fool you, because you're being fooled at college when they tell you the opposite of what I just said. It's a good thing to end on, because it's really important. So thanks for being with me. From my home to yours, I'm Dennis Prager.